Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And we are a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. The main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversities. Each of us has a story. Maybe it was an illness, financial burdens, or a dead-end job just unforeseen circumstances in general, and you may have felt isolated and alone. But because you feel like you hit rock bottom, that doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. Is within the darkest nights, we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who are going through the very same barriers you are currently facing, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And welcome, welcome, welcome once again. Welcome to episode 10. This is Jade Jameson, and thank you so much for tuning in. If you have been a listener from the very beginning, thank you. If this is your first episode, I thank you so much. This week, our topic is day job versus passion. Can I pursue my dreams? Listen to your heart. Create your own opportunities. Pursue your passion. When we are placed at a dead-end job or working strenuous hours and can't even see the end results, what do we do? Do you take the chance and drop everything and pursue a new career? What if the timing isn't right? How do you know what is the right timing? What is your purpose? All of these questions come into mind and it's completely okay. Some tend to think that their entire life is figured out as far as their career plans and the goals they want to accomplish, but it doesn't always pan out so easily. Should I put my energy into a project I don't believe in because of the money? Why am I so uninspired? Ugh, the confusions of life, right? Today I have with me a fellow podcaster, Cortland Janae. Yes, we both are podcasters and share the same name. Cortland is from New Orleans and a 2014 graduate from LSU. Cortland, tell the audience a little about yourself. Hey, y'all. Um, so yes, uh, as Janae mentioned, my name is Cortland Janae, um, and I'm born and raised from New Orleans, um, and I'm a podcaster. And I'm a radio personality in New Orleans, but neither of those things pay my bills, which is why I'm on this episode, because I have my nine to five in human resources. Um, So that is, you know, that is a struggle every day trying to balance my work life and my passion life. Okay, and thank you so much again for taking time today. I'm super excited because I think this topic will reach a lot of millennials and just Girl. people who have doubts in pursuing their dreams Ooh, and child. comparing their lives <laughs> to other people, you know? Yes. So back at it, what is my passion? What is my purpose? These answer to these questions don't come overnight. So I want to talk a little about, about my short um, testimony. You better testify. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finding my passion has been like an ongoing circle for me, right? Mm -hmm. I graduated in political science, second highest GPA within my department, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dean's list all the way through. Mm -hmm. Then uh, post-graduation, just trying to figure out what I want to do. I started in political science because I initially wanted to be a lawyer, but not because I knew that was my passion, because it was a title a prestigious mm-hmm. title within the community, a lawyer, a doctor, it a made nurse, sense. right? Mm-hmm. Not even knowing what political science was, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the major you should major in to be a lawyer. That's exactly. what, you know, you were just told. But 
I'm good at school. That's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So I excelled at it. Mm-hmm. Then I was just placed in a position after college. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, I prepared for the LSAT, but not so much mm-hmm. because I was worried about Southern LSU games on Saturday yeah. when my parents paid money for me to attend mm-hmm. this class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So I'm just going to go with it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. by the win, I'll just get in. Yeah. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, that works out. <laughs> did not happen. Able to find a job working in the law office, though, on Craigslist. Mm. You know, shout out to Craigslist. Craigslist yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that process, you know, I found out that, I, of course, I'm very efficient. I do well. Mm-hmm. Um, great at whatever is placed before me. But at the end of the day, it's not my passion. So to figure out and waste some time, let me go to grad school, mm-hmm. you know. Major in uh, what, public administration, which is my major. And finished in 2015, but still put in that place of not really knowing what it is that I really want to do. Yeah. I enjoy doing this, public speaking and talking yes. and communicating. Right. But how can I formulate that into an actual career? Mm-hmm. Or how can I make that my passion? So um, me being given the opportunity to work at the council office, under Councilwoman Green, legislative aide, administrator, I was able to really connect and mm-hmm. be a problem solver and interact yeah. with other people and really engage within the community. I love the community. Mm-hmm. I truly do love us. Yeah. I love us. So when I see people that look like me and they are underserved and underserved areas and mm-hmm. me being able to be that liaison, connect them to the appropriate party within city government, it was mm-hmm. like, wow, like I really love this. I really mm-hmm. love, you know, engaging with the community. And isn't that so refreshing to right. like find? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because for years, I'm a part of a sorority. I was a second vice president over community service, but I did it so my chapter doesn't get suspended mm-hmm. and because it's the right thing to do. Right. When I realized that this is really my heart, mm-hmm. you know, just to really connect people and just be an advocate and to encourage policy change and just providing resources and education and things of that nature to different individuals, it was an awakening for me. Mm-hmm. So even with me realizing that it took me not being complacent, but being content mm-hmm. at, with where I was. And this is when I actually discovered all of this. Mm-hmm. So this past year, it was me really trying to figure out what's the next step. Mm-hmm. Because even with being a legislative administrator, it's only, that's it. You mm-hmm. know, you can't move on to the next step. So it's like, yeah. I have so much passion. I have so much drive. Mm-hmm. And I am confident within myself and my capabilities and my creativity And it's just like, what is there to do next? But ironically, God put me in a position where I was a program coordinator for a position where I was introduced to the next organization that would Mm -hmm. hire me. But it Mm -hmm. took me being very transparent with my current um, job and with my current supervisor and telling her where I was what I want to do. And she supported me cold heartedly. And it's that's a just, blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing to have that. Right. And just having like the support of my family, you know, mm-hmm. I decided this time I'm not going to tell everybody what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. When you tell everyone what you're going to do, when you're going to law school, when mm-hmm. you're doing this, when you do, nah, this yep. is my life. I'm trying to figure it out. What yep. you're doing with yours, you know? <laughs> so when presenting and given the opportunity and to, I'm, just excited really about my next position 
September 4th, I'll be a program coordinator for a nonprofit that is a statewide civic engagement nonprofit. Yes. Me being able to educate our people, putting the voice back into the people, making sure that they're aware of different policy changes and things that are going on at the Capitol. It's just an amazing feeling to really know that I'm working within my purpose and still being that connector, you know? Mm -hmm. And even within the process of doing that, I was not idle. I still pursued other passions, Mm -hmm. like right here, this podcast. Here I am on episode 10, and it was just something that I woke up one morning and thought her story movement, her story podcast, Mm -hmm. and I just started writing. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, and I became connected with one of my friends. Shout out to GP Becknell. He has his own (laughs) podcast, too, and he provided me with the resources to start mine. And on top of that, creating an, another company, Closet Fitness, where I sell women apparel, women of, of all sizes, because I feel like so often, you know, it's not highlighted for women of plus size mm-hmm. who are small. Like, girl, you ain't got to tell me. Right. I'm sitting at a small 250, girl. You ain't got to tell me. And it's like, you know, I just want to encourage women on all different levels, you know, mm-hmm. to walk in your purpose, to be comfortable with who you are, to push yourself if you're not comfortable with who mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. and to just be content and in the moment. Yes. But within my little... You know, my testimony, I hope it wasn't too long for y'all, but um, I think it's a perfect segue to go into yours, Cortland. If you can just tell the audience who you are and, you know, what's going on with your life right now. Um, So I will say, like, anytime I'm, like, asked to, like, um, talk about, like, my journey or, you know, like, be interviewed about my journey right now, I always still feel a little hesitant because I think my entire life I always felt like, in order to inspire people, you need to already make it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, like, interesting for me to, like, tell people about my story now. And, you know, people are like, oh, Corlin, tell your story because it's very inspiring. I'm like, why? I ain't nobody. Like, <laughs> I ain't made it yet. You know, what? Mm-hmm. what is that to tell? But it's very important to, like, highlight the journey. Because right. a lot of people, like, don't want to talk about the journey. They just want to talk about, like, the the success and like in today's day and age like everybody feels like success is like instantaneous like overnight. it happens overnight yeah. mm-hmm. and we can blame social media for that because right. we see things happen on such an accelerated rate but you know people aren't on social media posting their downfalls they only post their highlights right so it's just like you it's very discouraging to like you know look at your journey look at where you are and see what other people are just like i'm not there yet i'm nobody mm-hmm. you know i'm not important and constantly comparing and comparison is the thief of joy and we mm-hmm. all know that so um that so it's um Still a little, like, uneasy to, like, tell my journey right now because I feel like I'm not in a place, but, I'm, you know, I try to push myself through it because I just think about anybody else who's, you know, in my shoes or whatever. Like, it's good to see people, like, going through the struggle so that you know you're not alone. Right. So that's my disclaimer, y'all. I ain't nobody just yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's uh it's crazy, like, when we had our conversation and kind of, like, telling each other's, back, you know, background stories or whatever. Me, you kind of have, like, a similar background of, you know, doing well in school, excelling in school. Um, now, when I was in high school, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be the next Oprah. Yeah. Like, that's what I went to college saying, like, I'm going to be the next Oprah. I'm going to be the next Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for Oprah to get off the throne. That's what I used to say, because I'm about to take it next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I went to LSU, graduated with a journalism degree. Um, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to graduate and move halfway across the country and be this, you know, bomb reporter or get a job at entertainment tonight or something, you know, You're whatever, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not happen. So for about six months, I probably applied to several jobs and, you know, wasn't really getting any hear back. Um, 
My goal has always been to be in entertainment media, but I was applying to regular reporting jobs because I'm like, this is the path that you take. Like, you right. won't be a you reporter, get, experience. get the experience, and then you're going to transition in six or seven years, entertainment media or something like that. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, and so my co-host of my podcast, the Clearly Misunderstood Podcast, if you're looking <laughs> for a good laugh, that is definitely uh, the spot for you. I always tell people, think like if The Breakfast Club had a podcast and they were all three comedians and lived in the South, yeah. that's what Clearly Misunderstood <laughs> is. So definitely check that out. Um, but my co-host, Marlon, shout out to my co-host. Um, he was like, you know what, Court, you know, you're not getting any uh, yeses, you know, in what you want to do. I'm not getting any yeses what I want to do. So we're going to create our own yes. Right. We're going to make our own. So we end up making the podcast. And that has been extremely instrumental in keeping me on my path to in, to keep my passion like ignited because who child is definitely some days I'm just like, I'm not going to be anybody. Right. I'm not going to do what I want to do. What is life? <laughs> what is life? It. Exactly. And so I started the podcast um, with Marlon and my other co-hosts. And at this time, by this time, I'm pretty much working in human resources, kind of like landed a job there, um, just kind of fell into it. And I had honestly got to a point where I was like, you know what, Corlin, maybe this whole you want to be the next Oprah thing isn't for you. Like, it's not mm-hmm. you know, really happening. You're doing a podcast, but you know, that's just a little podcast. They ain't, you know, ain't going to pick up or anything like that. And um, I had actually kind of like given up on my dream. Um, my boyfriend at the time, he um, was living in Baton Rouge. And so it was just kind of like, well, you know, maybe y'all can have a cute little life you know, here right. and, mm-hmm. you know, you're just being human resources and he's doing his job and, you know, just have, you know, that cute, simple, you know, American story life. And as the more and more I just kept going to work, like I just felt heavy, right. like, and not because I'm 250, like my heart just felt heavy. <laughs> and it's just like every day I would just go into that office, like you could just see like my spirit just, just like, just like kind of like fading away. And you know, it started affecting my work and, yeah. um, you know, you weren't passionate about not it. passionate about it at all. And, you know, and I'm, I'm good at human resources. So I was just like, you know, what, well, you know, you're not trash. Like this mm-hmm. is a decent industry to be in. You can make some money in it, but it just wasn't enough. And every time I walked into my office, I just felt like I had a cloud over my head. Mm-hmm. And, um, I eventually just got to the point where I was like, you know what, Cortland, like I got to, I remember there was one day in my office, I'm really cool with my coworkers and like, it was a slow day. And we were literally flicking rubber bands at each other in the office. <laughs> literally flicking rubber bands at each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, I think my coworker, like, hit me, like, with a rubber band right in the middle of my forehead. And I don't know if that was, like, supposed to happen or if that was Jesus, like, really hitting me. Like, yeah. sis, what are what you are doing? Here? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing right now? You, you're flicking rubber bands. You're pushing papers. This is not where you're supposed to be. And that was kind of like my moment where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I can't imagine. And at this point, I'm what, only 25? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I cannot imagine spending the rest of my life doing like this. this. Like, yeah. this is not what I want to do. And so I ended up this year at the beginning of the year, kind of had to come to Jesus moment. <clears throat> Shout out to um church and um Pastor Donaldson at Rose Hill. And he just was preaching this series about when God gives you the what don't let the how slow you down. Yes. yes. That series, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like if I could just ever go into Pastor Donaldson and just thank him for that. It was a life-changing series for me mm-hmm. because I always knew what I wanted to do, but I always worried about the how wow. and I wasn't going to mm-hmm. be able to get there. And then he was like, basically, once you make up your mind that you're going to go after the what that God has given you and walk in your purpose, 
God is going to handle the how. But yes. you got to show God that you're going to go after the what. Mm-hmm. And that and prayer and I just made the, 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 the decision at the beginning of the year. You know, a court, it's either now or never. You're going to move to L.A. and New York by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you're going to try this full time. And my mentor, uh, Sheba Turk, she's on WWL TV in New Orleans. Um, she told me, she said, Cortland, think about this. You don't have any kids. You're not married. You're still young. What do you have to lose? Right. Mm-hmm. Just go. She's like, worst, worst case scenario, okay? You go to L.A., you fail miserably, like fall flat on your face, lose all your money. What you going to do? You're going to come home live with your parents and work a human resources job, which is exactly what you're, you're doing, doing right now. now. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. Just try. And that's when I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I'd rather try and fail than to say I never did this at all. Right. Because at this point I'm like, when I have kids and I'm old, you know, married or whatever, how am I going to sit here and tell my kids go after your dreams? You knowing that I didn't even do it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you have to stop lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to stop lying to yourself and tell yourself. And look, y'all, I am terrified. My co-host Marlon actually moved to LA two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he's already feeling it. And he just moved. Yeah. And so it's like, he's telling me all these things about his trials and tribulations there and just how it's so different and everything's so expensive. And I'm like, God, is this really what you want me to do? I am terrified. Mm-hmm. But growth and comfort are like water and oil. Right. They don't mix. Mm-hmm. So is this has been a process of me stepping out on faith, walking in my purpose, and constantly seeking God for security. And what you also said in your testimony of people not understanding your purpose either. Like you cannot constantly seek validation from other people. Right. Um, and you can't con- you constantly cannot seek validation from everybody and their mama, and sometimes that includes your own. Right. Because sometimes even <laughs> your own mama not gonna understand what your purpose mm-hmm. is. But you have Especially to keep- when they're older. Too. Yes. You know, they and- don't really understand the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I always go back to this throughout different episodes. We are programmed to go to college and mm-hmm. land a good job. job. It is not that like- easy Mm-mm. at all. Not at all. And even when you do get that job, are you happy? You're struggling. Yes. Maybe struggling yes. because you have to start at an entry-level position yes five that they want you to have experience. four years <laughs> four years of yeah. experience by entry-level position it's like it's almost crazy mm-hmm. and then you know you're put in competition with people who quote-unquote didn't go to school but mm-hmm. the the amount of salary that they give you is almost insulting yes you know yes so what do you have to lose if you are struggling mm-hmm. if you are struggling to eat doing it almost right now you know exactly exactly and if it was easy if it was easy every single person would would be doing doing it it right now exactly that's how you separate certain people Mm -hmm. and if your dream's not big enough i mean if your dream's not scaring you they're not big enough right like that's literally how it is and you know like for those like and you know i don't know who i'm speaking to right now but for those people who are listening to this podcast and you have certain ambitions and your family aren't you know they aren't supportive of it you have to tell yourself at this point you're grown, mm-hmm. right? And it's not something where you have to be disrespectful, but you just have to come to, especially like those who are very close to their family, like they're good kids. Like nothing in the world makes you happier than making your parents proud. Right. But at this day and age, and the age that you are, you have to tell yourself, I'm grown. I'm not stepping out on my parents' faith. I'm stepping out on my faith. Mm-hmm. I have to walk my own path. And so that has been really, really crucial for me to like understand like, Parents, they love you. They care about you. They want you to be safe. They want you to be secure. The idea of you struggling to them scares them. Right. So Mm -hmm. 
that in their defense, they're just worried. But that's when you have to really have your own relationship with God and right. cling to him for security because not everybody around you is going to be able to give it to you. Mm-hmm. So that has been like so, so crucial for me because I told, like I told my parents the other day, cause my dad was just like, you sure you want to do that? That's a big dream to have, you know? And my dad is 80. So you talk about yeah. old, older parents. Mm-hmm. He's just like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. He like, literally, what are you doing? Stay in human resources. It's a good industry. You can grow in it. Like all this chasing dream stuff and going to LA, like you tripping, like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? <laughs> and, um, you know, he was telling me like, that's a big dream. Like a lot of people have that dream. You know, you think you're going to be able to make it. And I, was, I told him, I was like, dad, first of all, everybody you know if the dream was easy like you said everybody would be going for it but just think if oprah wouldn't have went for her dream she wouldn't be oprah right mm-hmm. and the second thing about it is it's just like dad like i don't have the mental capacity and energy to give myself security and poor security into you mm-hmm. like i love you but i'm telling you my plan i'm always gonna keep you involved in my plans but either you're gonna support me or like i really don't want to talk about it anymore because i can't suppress your negativity and stay positive on my end because I'm already terrified. Right. So I don't need to hear your worries and fears and hear my own worries and fears and mama's worries and fears like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's another thing when you are like walking in your purpose, you have to be very, very selective with your time and your energy and uh, you have to be protective of your peace. Right. You can't constantly talk to people. Like I said, you can't seek validation for everybody and their mama, including your own mama, because mm-hmm. that negativity, it will weigh you down and it will scare you. Right. You have to be very, very protective of your peace. Like the power of no and I'm done and this is going to be okay. Like, it, girl, it's, mm-hmm. it, it speaks volumes. It right. speaks volumes. I was just about to ask you with your friends so but i can already see you know if you're that protective of your energy between your parents Mm -hmm. i know like with your your friends and your circle and that like you really do have to separate yourself for well the crazy part about it is my friends they are more supportive than my parents are okay yeah like Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) i literally just had one of my friends on when i was uh doing my radio show yesterday um, and I posted a story, I posted on my Instagram. So she was like, girl, me and so-and-so was just saying how like you have the perfect radio voice. Like you're really in the right industry. And my co-host Marlon, like we've been cool since freshman year at LSU. Okay. And, um, so like, we're like brother and sister. So we confide in each other a lot about like the different doubts that we have. And we have the same like media entertainment aspirations, very similar. Um, so it's just like, my friends are very supportive. I thank God for my friends. Like mm-hmm. I thank God for being surrounded by people who believe in you and support you and can pour into you and speak life over you when you're too low to do it for yourself. Right. My friends, like it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to know you got a handful of prayer warriors and you can literally pick up your phone and call anybody call mm-hmm. who's going to pray with you and speak over you when you're too low to do it yourself. And when that doubt does creep in. So that has been my balance. And I'm very thankful for it that my friends are very, very supportive. Whereas my parents, Love me, but are just very scared. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're their baby. Exactly. So. Are yes. you the only child? Girl, yes. Okay. Between them, same here. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. They're just like my baby leaving, and my uh-huh. mama's like, "You're trying to leave me with your daddy." And girl, <laughs> I'm like, "Mama, look, you the one who took the vow right. to death door's part. They ain't got nothing to like. do with me. That's your husband. You mm-hmm. keep him cool. I'ma do me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, you know, when I secure the bag, I'ma just bring y'all, y'all out to I'll LA. I'll take care of y'all. <laughs> yeah. But no, I get it. I definitely get it. And I also think that it's important, too, that you realize within the process of you trying to figure things out, 
picking up other projects too to try mm-hmm. to still enlighten the flame inside of you. Yes. You know what I'm oh saying? yeah. No, my podcast like Cooling Misunderstood. Um, I actually was just talking to somebody about this. They were like, "Hold on, how do you balance the radio show, the podcast?" And your normal nine to five. And it was like my my ex-boyfriend, I was with him. We were supposed to make four years in a week. Mm-hmm. So it's just like being a girlfriend, that's a full-time job in itself. Right. And we weren't in the same city. So mm-hmm. I was basically working four jobs yeah. at one time. And it's just like, calling like, how do you even balance that? Um, but it's just like my podcast and doing radio. Like when I, that's the two things I do that when I go there, I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah, you get enjoyment. I just enjoy it. Like, and especially like the podcast, like my radio show, I'm by myself. So, you know, I'm not, um, I don't really have as much interaction, but like with the podcast, and this is a shameless plug for it as well. We're hilarious. (laughs) Like we are hilarious. Like Mm -hmm. every time I record my podcast, I leave with a headache from laughing the entire time. So it's just like the idea of doing that for the rest of my life and being paid for it Mm -hmm. and to like make people smile and entertain and inspire. Like I'd rather be overwhelmed and overworked and still have that in my life than be rested working in human resources feeling like I don't have purpose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what keeps me going. Now that's a word. Yeah. That's a word. <laughs> but I think it's very important that we hear each other's stories, you know, from mm-hmm. this aspect because going back to my season, um, excuse me, my episode last uh last week, mm-hmm. it was let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Letting God letting go of our desires and letting God manifest his will into our life. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I said, not feeling as though we're too old to start something, Girl, yes. you know, because it's so often that people try to put in your head. If you're not 18 to 22, it's done. None. It's too old. Yes. You too old. You washed up. You can't do <laughs> you this. Washed, you're almost sis. 30. And it's just like, who says that by 30, I have to be married. I have to have children mm-hmm. and I have to have this bomb job. Yeah. You know, of course, I want to walk within my purpose as far as my career and my path. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I want to do every single day. Exactly. Because you can't really put like a timing on that. So right. if I'm going to go away from here, at least I'm going to be happy and exactly. ecstatic and be the crazy entrepreneur who's trying to chase their dreams mm-hmm. versus someone who is just complacent, complacent and not really worried about doing anything because mm-hmm. this is cool and this is where I'm at right exactly. now. Exactly. And sometimes, like you said, you have a great support system, but sometimes you're going to get those negative seeds and people mm-hmm. in your ear just because of the fact that they were too afraid to take that step yes. and to walk out, you mm-hmm. know? So never let anybody that is producing negativity within your life, like mm-hmm. let those seeds grow. Mm-hmm. It is so important within this process to have a victor mindset. And no, I'm not saying that believing that everything is going to be peaches and cream every time. Mm-mm. You're going to get tired. You're going to get drained. And mm-hmm. at times you may even feel unmotivated, but mm-hmm. you have to think about it's your what, purpose and what started it. Mm-hmm. You know, what first started it that gave you that idea or that vision or that drive to I, actually do that? I tell people, and I actually just had this conversation with uh, one of my um, another personality at the radio station Um, he was trying to figure out should he take a job with Enterprise or should he stay with the radio station well he's part time at the radio station and not you know paying him any money Mm -hmm. and that's another thing too like my checks from the radio station y'all be $23 like I go in there for two hours work my little $10 $0.25 and leave yes Mm -hmm. like it's not like you know I'm in there for hours and blah 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 Um, so 
I told him, I was like, if you, there's nothing wrong. I told him, I was like, there's nothing wrong with taking a job at Enterprise. But the thing about it is that is going to take you out of the capacity of doing your passion every day. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go work for somebody else's passion. Right. So whatever your passion is, you better put it in a bottle, mm-hmm. top it off and open it and take a sip of it every single day when you wake up. Because right. going work for somebody else's dream and not mm-hmm. being able to, to fully pursue yours in that capacity it can be draining and it's very, very easy to become complacent. Right. So to all my queens and kings, if we got some kings listening to, right. um, if you are in that space where you're trying to balance that nine to five with your passion, whatever your passion is, like whatever it is that you need to see it every day, whether it's mm-hmm. sticky notes or whether you have a, a dry erase board in your room and you, you know, put it right by your bed. So when you wake up, that's the first thing you see, or whether it's a lock screen or whatever it right. is that you have to do to like bottle it up and take mm-hmm. it with you wherever you go and take a sip of it. When you do are it. feeling low, you have to do that because it's so easy to become complacent. Like I, I did it. Mm-hmm. I had gave up on my dream. I was like, well, I, you know, I got, I got my boyfriend and you know, we're going to be okay. We're just going to have this a few life, life here. I'm all right. I'm it's all right. Good. This is good. This is secure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not scary. And it's just like, I got to a point where it's just like, but this is not what, what you're supposed to be doing. And I know me continuing to do the podcast got me out of that dark moment right. when I decided to give up on my dream having a podcast that was my bottle that I sipped out of every week doing that podcast and coming to Baton Rouge to do the podcast and just laughing and just being like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can't imagine not doing this. Right. Yeah. And it, uh, it's interesting that you said about the screensaver thing, because my screensaver is a banner of her story mm-hmm. and a banner of closet fitness, which is my online mm-hmm. boutique, shameless plug, smalls, <laughs> Plus sizes, yes. gonna copy some. Yes. But in my banner, it's closet fitness and it's her story. And it's, I'm just trying to see what will happen if I don't give up. Mm-hmm. So every time when I open up my laptop, I look at that. Yes. And putting my dreams in a bottle, I write it down. Mm-hmm. I write it down and I pray and I meditate over that. Mm-hmm. And I came into me accepting that God's will is going to manifest over my life. Yes. Regardless, mm-hmm. you know, so... This is certain things that I, you know, I do desire Mm -hmm. and I feel like they are God driven, but at the same time, if they don't work out, he's going to work it out for me, you know? And when you get to that place where you have submitted yourself to God, yes, you have your own desires and you have your own aspirations. But when you come to a place where you know that you have submitted yourself to God, when you put God first, everything else is going to fall in line. Yes. Like your mm-hmm. d- dreams and desires, like you say with her story, like you woke up one morning and just started writing. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of things when you, that's the type of things that happen when you have already submitted yourself to God because you're like, work through me. I am a vessel. And if what you want to do and what he's leading you to do coincide, those doors are going to open that for other people, they didn't open. Uh, creativity is going to flow when you didn't think it was going to flow. Like all those things are going to happen, but you know, it's, it's very much so um, a spiritual thing, putting God first so that those things can line up and having that security to fall back on that, hey, if this doesn't work out, 
I know there's something else in store that God has for me that's going to work out. Right. That's very, very important to have that security because you do get moments where things are very low. You feel very overwhelmed and you don't know how things are going to manifest, but you need that to fall back on. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not an option. Right. <laughs> it's not an option. And you always need to go to God, especially when you pray for something for so long and mm-hmm. you finally get it and it gets rough. Mm-hmm. This is what I pray for. Exactly. So you better toughen it I up tell and put on your that, own mind I tell myself harder. that. Um, these are problems you pray for mm-hmm. when I go to the, so just to give you all a schedule of my life of when I, of when me and my boyfriends were together. So Monday through Friday, I live in new Orleans, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to my job Monday through Friday, basically nine to five. Right. And then you still got to find time to meal prep and go to the gym and right. do all that other stuff or whatever, working on my podcast and being the social media manager for my podcast in the evening time. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you going from one job to another, just Monday through Friday, Friday, I get off from my HR job, go to the radio station, record my two shows for Saturday and Sunday. I will go back home, shower, pack, hop on the road, go to Baton Rouge, go by my boyfriend, wake up Saturday morning, do my podcast, mm-hmm. be in Baton Rouge for the rest of the weekend, um, and then drive back Monday morning to my HR job in New Orleans all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just like, you have to, like, whatever's keeping you going, like, you have to keep it. You Like, you have to keep that with you. Because you will be exhausted right. sometimes. So drink your caffeine. Drink your caffeine. Um, drink water. Right. <laughs> Whatever V8 you energy. Do. V8 energy. Those are amazing. Yes. I yes. drink about three of them in one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but really though. And it's just like, so you have to like be realistic with yourself. Like mm-hmm. just know it's not going to be easy. Right. But like I said, I would rather, and not saying that I have to feel overwhelmed. I feel like, you know, that's just a place where I need to get to where, you know, you do like you do pray well i know like for me um and i beat up on myself because i feel like i'm a hypocritical hypocritical christian because it's like it pray and worry don't go together like Mm -hmm. if you're praying on something why are you worrying about it but i am a worry ward so i Mm -hmm. worry a lot so that alone is draining so um i know that that's something i struggle with and it makes things more overwhelming for me Mm -hmm. um but I know I don't have to be overwhelmed. If I would chill out and be more secure with what I know I've received from God, then I wouldn't be as overwhelmed. But so you don't think that you have to be overwhelmed, but do be realistic with yourself and say, you're going to have some days where, you know, things are not going to be smooth. You're going to have some days like today, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is, a, we're recording this on an early Sunday morning, drove in from New Orleans, doing this interview. Then we're hosting the Celebrity Dodgeball game. And then we're going to go back and record our podcast uh, season premiere. And then I'm going to drive back to, to New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I knew going into this weekend, Sunday, sis, you're going to be tired. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would rather do this. Then be at home. Like, yeah. this is this is my heart. Like, I can't imagine my life without this. And that's how you know that you got something that's really, like, that's your passion. Like, mm-hmm. when you wake up thinking about it, you go to bed thinking about it, you would rather, you know, you're doing something else and you're thinking about it. Like, that's how you know, like, that's your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, you, you know that you have your passion. So figure out how to make it work. Right. So figure out how to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I really do believe that, you know, this is really the year of woman. This is the year for different entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and millennials. We're taking a different path, you mm-hmm. know, not even just structured on what society has programmed in us for so many years mm-hmm. at this point. So with that being said, pursue your dreams and pursue your passions, mm-hmm. not based on what people are going to say or how others are going to look at you or how you will be judged. You're you know, on, you're on your own journey right and i rather live my life 
trying to walk into my purpose and my mm-hmm. passion rather than just settling, you mm-hmm. know? So don't settle. No, no matter what it is, don't settle. And if for those of you who are balancing like regular nine to fives that are unrelated to your passions, like go into the mentality of, I am trying to finance my freedom. I'm mm-hmm. trying to finance my future. Like I know that's what's kind of gotten me through being in my nine to five, like this gives me the opportunity to save money so that I can can move. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing that can keep you going when you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't like this job, blah, blah, blah. You're financing your future. Like that whole, like, you know, we selling everything we own and we go to LA with $5 in our pocket. Like we ain't doing that no more. I'm uh not built for that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I like, I like to eat, (laughs) you know, I like to bathe and Uh have somebody, you know, have somewhere I can go to do that. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, that's not going to work. So (laughs) this is, a very different mentality, I think, that is happening with our generation that, mm-hmm. you know, we are using nine to fives to finance our future so that we don't have to work for somebody else's dream. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But just don't lose sight of your passion while you're there. Mm-hmm. So, Cortland, I want to thank you again for taking no time. Problem. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed talking to you Same all. Same here. Um, and you, both of us, I feel like we gave a lot of advice to people who just may be like, you know, in limbo trying to figure mm-hmm. it out on which side to take. Do it both until you figure it out. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Do it both. And copy some energy drinks on the right. way. <laughs> so once again, thank you again. No problem. And just in closing, y'all, always remember your story is not solely for you. It is meant to be shared with women and provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. We don't have to be ashamed and we definitely don't have to be afraid to share. You are a victor, a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You're brilliant and you are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. And I ask one last favor. If you are empowered in any type of way, encouraged in any type of way, uplifted in any type of way, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, male, female, whatever. I'm not running ads. I'm not getting money for this. (laughs) So the power of the tongue will create people to listen. I'm on different platforms, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Be Baton Rouge, which is a local media outlet that I encourage you to listen to. And I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, again, this is Jay Jameson and we out.